Hello, you're listening to Arts Talk Radio, and I'm Michael Hasted. We bring you regular news, reviews and interviews relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, concentrating on events in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and the surrounding areas. This week I'm talking to Nicholas Mansfield, who is the General and Artistic Director at the Nederlands Rise Opera. An Englishman by birth, he's been in Holland for 30 years and is now a Dutch citizen. I started by asking him what brought him to the Netherlands. I came here uh, when I was 21 years old to sing in the in a Dutch radio chorus, the Het Groot Omroep and I did that for 10 years. And then I left, started my own company, started teaching singing, started uh, conducting, and uh, in 2000 I became chorus master at the, at the Rice Opera in Enschede. And in 2013, I became general director. And how many productions do you do a year? We do three productions per year. We used to do five. That was before the big culture cuts uh, in the Netherlands in 2012-13. So when I started my job, the first thing I had to do was to reorganize the whole company. And now we... uh, we're a lean and mean opera company, as they say in English. Do you have a, a, a policy as far as um, what works you put on, or do you like a really mixed? Um, I, I like a mixed program. I like to. Uh, I also like to produce well-known operas. It's important that we produce well-known operas because you know people will come. Uh, and at the same time, I, I believe very strongly in the fact that we should give people something. Also, give people something they didn't know they wanted until they. So, uh, seen it, so so that's why Die Tote Stadt is such an adventure, mm. because it's not a very well-known opera, it's not in the Netherlands anyway. It's full of the most amazing music. It's a beautiful story, and we have wonderful singers, a great cast, and um, yeah, it's just an incredible journey. I mean, it's a, it's a good idea to to have a, a company with a good, good reputation that enables you to do um, lesser-known works in England. There's the English Touring Opera, yeah, which does uh, completely unknown works. Yeah, but they do them very, very well. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so you know, whatever whatever they do, you yeah. go along, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. And that's a, that's that corporate marketing thing. Eh? So if you go to ETO, uh, English Touring Opera, you know you're going to go to a, to a, to a very good opera, and people will will go whatever the title is because they know they're going for quality. I mean, that's an important thing with any, with a theatre, with anything, that you need to be able to, to trust a place. You yep. need to be able to know that if you go, it's going to be good. Exactly. Because exactly. prices are exactly. so high, you can't afford to... Yeah. And if it was up to you entirely, you were programming just for yourself, what would your preferred pieces be? Oh, I think I've done them already. Huh? <laughs> and what were they? Now, I, I, adore, I adore Wagner, so um, I, I could listen to Tristan Mutisolde every day for my life. Yeah, the Fliegen der Hollow was The Fliegen der Hollow uh, was just done, yeah. And uh, yeah, we, have a, we try and have a varied, uh, varied um, a production list. Uh, do, I mean, Wagner uh, is notoriously, I mean, big, have big chorus and big sets. Mm. Are they more difficult or more expensive, or is that just uh, an impression one would get? Um, th- they are big, but there are there are choices you can make in order to make them smaller. For example, in Tristan and Isolde, we didn't. That was the, my very first production as director, when we hardly had any money at all because of the cuts to culture in 2012-13. Um, so I decided to put the um, put the men's chorus off stage, and you can do that and still retain the integrity of the production. And by putting the men's chorus backstage, you uh, you already save 40,000 euros because they don't have to have a costume. So how, how long does it take you to, uh, from conception to 
production? That's a period of around between four and five years. That's a very long period. Um, and that has to do with all the things that need to happen within that period. So first you need to decide which opera you want to produce. Now you have to discuss that internally. Can we can we afford it is, the, of course, the most important question. Did you, have, you have a permanent company, more or less. Yeah, we have a permanent company, a small company, a permanent company, but with all the crucial positions that need to be in an opera house. So uh, a head of finance, uh, marketing, uh, I mean the singers. education. Singers, no. We, our singers, our artists are always guests. Okay. Yeah, so we, for every production we have a new director and a totally new cast. Uh, that's the that's what takes a lot of time because you need to, after you've decided which production you do you want to do, you need to decide who you want to direct it, and then they need to think together with you about who and they want to design. Of course, yeah, um, designers. Then 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 the whole process of delivery of the sets and the costumes, and we have to cost that, we have to budget that. Sometimes we have to change it. Um, that's a period of a number of years before you. Uh, Does it ever not work out and you have to drop it? It's it's happened once, but that wasn't that was actually nothing to do with the rice opera. That was to do with a, with a, another company that was co-producing with us. We were quite a long way down the down down the line, and we had to pull the plug. Arts Talk Radio online interviews and features on the arts in Holland in English. That was Nicholas Mansfield, the general and artistic director of the Nederlands Rice Opera, and I'm Michael Hasted. Thank you.